Hello. Yo. Here I drew. How hey, man. I'm good, man. How are you guys? I'm all right. I'm good. good. I'm so excited to go on Sargon of Akkad's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, we are the bastion of British intellectualism. Yeah. You're going to invite Sam Chris out for dinner? Try and fuck them. <laughs> Lovely. Opposing the government and opposing the Conservatives. I'm afraid it's the hard left who want to tighten their control. They want to uh, sideline uh, moderate voices. I don't think anybody should be surprised about that is the nature of the hard left. And of course, we know that the hard left famously cannot tolerate any who dissent. Who are the hard left, Chris? Well, we know who the hard who... left are in the you know, I, ascendancy I, within, the, within the Labour Party who associate with the hard left. You just said that we were right to right wing. A hard left agenda, printing money, nationalisation without compensation, that sort of hard left wing position, hard sort of left, the hard 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 left, hard left, hard left, the hard left, the hard left, 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 hard Hello, you're listening to the Real Politic Podcast with me, Jack Frame Reed, and with Tom Foster. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. We're joined today by two friends of ours. We've got our friend Drew Nutter from Los Angeles. Yeah, Studio City, Studio City, California, DSA. Uh, I'm not a cop. I promise, I'm not a cop. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, Drew. Thank you. <laughs> How does it feel to be at the the heart of American imperialism, the Democratic Socialists of America, Drew? It feels great. It feels great. I help them craft all of their very vacillating statements on foreign policy. You know, like <laughs> Assad is really bad, but but so are the rebels. And uh, please like us, liberals. <laughs> And we've also got with us today our friend, we've got our good friend, Laura Jolian Tid with us today. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Our friend from Durham, who is, who is known across the land for changing her middle name to Jolian <laughs> by deed poll. <laughs> it's just brilliant it's the, that's the greatest contribution anybody's ever made to the uk left in my opinion <laughs> like you're, you're really upholding jolianism in a way that most of us can't even dream of like i'm sure one day you'll have your windmill like it, it's only a matter of time <laughs> only hope <laughs> so yeah sadly yair isn't able to join us today as what's he doing he, there at the moment he's traveling yeah he's on a like oh. million day road trip across america because he's moving from savannah georgia to somewhere in montana so right. that's yeah. a fucking drive man I know you guys think like a two, three hour road trip in the UK is a drive, but that's like serious. That's that's days on the road. Yeah, like you you could make a sort of classic American road movie out of that. <laughs> yeah, so Yair is sadly uh, in the process of moving uh, in, in a really long way, so he can't join us. Although Drew is happily keeping this podcast transatlantic, which is something we've let slip recently in the fever of a British election. Yeah, yeah. Well, our left is kind of nascent right now. You guys are doing the you guys are doing the big thing, so it's understandable. I like how you're lost are really like inspired by Corbyn and stuff though it's uh, it, it's cute god it's all we have it's all we have. 
<laughs> have anybody for 2020. We don't have anybody really for 2018. And yeah, it's just a, it's, just, it's very grim on this side at the moment. Yeah. But hey, people are joining various leftist organizations, so you can take solace in that. But yeah, it's all about the absolute boy for us. <laughs> I love how that's traveled over there. It's great news. Yeah, it's, al- boy has gone it's almost like, really, I like it. But mostly... It's the fact that it annoys centrists that's that's keeping me on the absolute boy train. <laughs> that's the main thing. As as with, uh, I, I mean, the, the majority of my politics, really. But <laughs> although we're keeping the podcast transatlantic, and before he was our American correspondent, Yair did used to represent the north of England. Um, <laughs> yeah, but now Laura is representing. She's repping the ends. Yeah. The good ends, the northeast, the best ends, actually. <laughs> fresh, <laughs> fresh off a new BBC article about the worst ply streets in the UK, my hometown biker representing once again the worst, <laughs> the worst shopping district in the UK. Thank you, BBC. What, what's what's so bad about the shop? They Just, don't exist anymore. Oh no! <laughs> Have they got like gambling? And some charity shops. Charity and... shops, gambling, payday loans. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Sunbeds. <laughs> Lots of sunbeds. You guys got Greg's though. I hope you still have a Greg's. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. There's like five Greg's. Don't worry about that. Oh, good. <laughs> that, that, that is Spice pretty. Is going nowhere. That's pretty much Yaya's description of Redka. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So he used to rep the North back in the day before he went back to live with his folks in America. Yeah. So so we're happily representing both sides of the Yair transatlantic bargain but <laughs> sadly Kieran can't join us so oh. we don't have our Westminster slash Scouse correspondent um, dog will not be unleashed today I'm afraid <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we won't be setting him at anyone's fucking throat but he we does have, have a message though he does have a message yeah <laughs> although to, uh, read it out yeah although we won't uh... be ending this podcast having to get the broom out to sweep up all the entrails from Kieran doing the Magruba <laughs> style throat rips. We do have a statement from him. So please, please. Needs... Dear listeners, he didn't address it to us, Tom. That's a bit fucking okay, that's a bit, a bit of a snub, um, isn't it? Yeah, I'm a bit. Frick. We love words. If we can get a hold of him, that is, because it continues. Oh. I am currently in exile deep in the South Pacific. I have been informed that if I return to the UK, I will be imprisoned unfairly for doing something anyone would do. Smashing Oliver Cam in the head with a cricket bat. (laughs) I am hoping to return soon in the hope that a Corbyn government pardons me for my innocuous so-called crime. And crime is, is in inverted commas there. In the meantime, here is a list of cunt MPs. Tom Watson, <laughs> Chukaramuna, Chris Leslie, Vernon Coker, not to be confused with my Twitter account, Uber Coker, Hillary <laughs> Ben, and the McShitter. Hey. <laughs> Yours fraternally, Kieran. P.S. I hope that Stephen Daisley has had a massive overdue coronary by the time this comes out. (laughs) Well, an episode of the Real Politic podcast would not be complete without Kieran wishing a coronary on somebody. (laughs) So that means we can continue with our main proceedings for this episode, which is a game 
our first game in a long while, actually. Tom, have we even done it when since Pete was, the, the was on we did the, Yeah, we we brought on like. Do we do we have one after? Or was Pete the last? Oh, we did it with Alistair and Liam. We did the oh, we, we did it with well, the Spice I Boys. I don't really about... remember that because I was passed out. You were asleep, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were on my bed in a haze. Um, no, it, it was that was our last couple comrade. We did it about UK left sects, like all sorts of organisations from throughout the UK, including the Labour Party. They're usually and... themed, aren't they? They usually have like a kind of running agenda in them. But this one's more. This one's kind of quite loose. We've, we've dropped a few names, you know, from recent events going on, and kind of brought it together for a very yeah. special one-off. I'm sure it won't and be the will... last one, but it'll be. Until oh we no! Get some viable content. This is what all we've got, folks. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you know, Coppel Comrie. It's a, it's, it's kind, of, kind of a difficult area now. What with uh, Labour's 100% unequivocally pro-cop policy <laughs> position, <laughs> <laughs> which of course you know we fully support. We love our boys in blue and the fine work they do protecting all of us and of course our private property the most important thing of all. Blue lives matter, you guys. Blue lives matter. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, to continue, Copple so, Comrade. How does it work, Jack? How, how, does a, how does a game of Copple Comrade work? It's uh... Okay, so uh, Copple Comrade functions on a kind of autocratic basis in which <laughs> it's very sort of top-down. Like, we basically ask you if people are a cop or if they're a comrade we throw a few names at you it used to be 20 but we've whittled it down to 10 because it's just long as fuck otherwise 20 with p and it just was we were recording for like three hours yeah yeah (laughs) this is corporal comrade this is the ubiquitous game show component of the real politic podcast (laughs) and we're happy to uh engage in this game with our good friends laura and drew yeah, this is a very sort of, yeah, it's top-down, it's autocratic, it's totalitarian. It's tech, it's exciting, it's young people, it's crowdsourcing. All the good stuff. We ask you if these people are cops or if they're comrades, and you tell us what you think. We have a little discussion about each one, and then Tom and I will decide, Yeah, we and, and, and you, guys don't, you guys don't get a vote in this, it's, I'm afraid. It's always interesting. You've got to earn it. <laughs> so it's Much like in the Labour Party leader elections, you really have to earn your vote. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not still sour. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we basically then say whether they are a comrade, and then at the end we yeah. top up your totals. And we see how well you've done in the ideological correct mistakes. Are you guys up for this? Do you feel you're ideologically correct enough to do it? Yeah, I'm always correct. But are you always ideologically correct? That's the one, it's the essential. Uh, yes, yes. I would, well, I, I guess would... that that comes within general correctness, doesn't it? Yes, exactly. It's an overarching... It's, correctness is just sort of the main running theme of my life at this point. <laughs> some of them are straightforward, some of them not so much i remember we've had a few episodes before Ooh. when we've been like we've had like robert mugabe thrown in when we're like Ooh. <laughs> well that was mm. pretty straightforward for me what, 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 <laughs> don't know about you tom don't know if you're an mdc wanker or something <laughs> shit <laughs> we agree that his early years were kind of he sort of like he was like more viable in his early years and then his early years it. yeah there, there were some fantastic reforms then 
And but, but in my later years as well, I think there's much to learn. Well, a lot of corruption party leadership. Let's just say that, yeah. Anyway, just 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 look at the size of those majorities. Would he be getting those if he wasn't pretty good? That's all I'm saying. (laughs) I don't think there's any names as difficult as Robert Mugabe in terms of deciding whether they're cop or comrade in this one. But there's some ones that will make you think. Let's just say that. So our first one. The first name. It is, I believe, the chief political correspondent of the Financial Times, Janan Ganesh. Oh. Laura, do you want to tackle this one first? Oh, do I? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, has anyone who isn't a fully paid-up cop ever worked for the Financial Times? Yes, Stephen Smith, their market's desk editor. Hmm. (laughs) As far as I know, it's just Stephen Smith, but you've got to give the boy SNS his props. Fair enough. (laughs) <laughs> but no, I, I get your point of financial times. Although I think when they don't try and get too into politics, there is a good standard of uh, of economic analysis there sometimes. Yeah, obviously, well, it's not got too many people who we would consider ideologically correct there. I always confuse the financial times with those sort of like clickbait, weird fake news sites you get when you like Google like a game or movie review. The first ones that... <laughs> you know, like, business World Times with like... <laughs> Paragraph oh, yeah. in from somebody. It's like, have you, have you seen in Bojack Horseman when there's the three like young boys who wear a big trench coat to pretend to be an adult, and they're like, "Yes, I work for the big business company." So, what's the, the verdict on Janan then, guys? What, what 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 are you saying before we turn it over well, he's... to ourselves? Yeah, yes. the powers well, that be. Well, I'm on his Twitter, and the first thing that I'm seeing is, and I quote, something very weekend at Bernie's about this pretense that the PM is still viable. So I, he gets him, he gets some points for that if he thinks that uh, if he thinks that Theresa May is like a corpse that's being propped up by, by two guys on either side. I think we got to be careful here because the issue is it's like in America when you've got this thing where if anyone's against Donald Trump, they're suddenly the wokest person alive. Yeah, so, yeah. You've got to put if it they, like this. If they, oh, if they run out into the street naked and scream about Russia, then they're suddenly a national hero. The, the leader of the same pretense that's had George Osborne yes. as some sort of woke hero of the left, despite <laughs> being the man that literally created the austerity that has killed so many disabled people. Yeah. He did that. He did that one funny front cover of the Evening Standard, though, guys. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> He's all good. what a guy. Politics good now, actually. Yeah, no, exactly. That's precisely the example I was going to use. So that's exactly what we're seeing in America, where fucking wankers like David Frum, who wrote George George Bush's Axis of Evil speech, is suddenly a hero of the resistance. And, uh, I mean, Drew, you might have some some sort of thoughts on this phenomenon as um, an American. Yeah, one of the weirder people that's jumped onto that is, like, uh, Evan McMullen, the guy, the ex-CIA agent that literally (laughs) just ran in the state of Utah so Mormons wouldn't have to, like, vote for Trump and ran it like an independent and conservative. Literal cop. Literal. (laughs) Yes. A cop all fucking day. 
he has become quite the darling to the, the resistance crowd because most of his tweets are just sort of like, Mr. Trump, don't you know what America stands for? And fucking people saying, you know, I don't agree with you on everything, but we can come together to decry what's happening in Washington right now. And like probably, I don't know, maybe like a decade ago, the guy was trying to figure out ways to funnel money into various jihadist groups in the Middle East. So <laughs> I, yeah, I, it's a very, it's a very, very weird uh, phenomena. Um, here's Poor my, guy, I, sis. Uh, yeah, Sorry. exactly. I'm going to put, I'm going to put in a cop vote for Janan here. And I'm going to do it merely based on him retweeting that tweet about um, our politicians, Arsene Wenger. <laughs> yeah, it's always fucking awful when these like nerdy journalists try and do football analogies. And like, don't get me wrong, I'm 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 far from a a guy who can pull off doing football analogies. But <laughs> like, I I I wouldn't. I wouldn't really attempt that. And and you've got this awful thing where you've got like George Eaton and Stephen Bush and some, I don't know, some Guardian tosser, like all tweeting, Jeremy Corbyn kicked the ball, but it missed the goal. And it's like that Simon Hedges tweet. He needs to get sent off for an early bath. <laughs> I think he's gotten the red card, if you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's that's a good call, Drew. Uh, Laura? Yeah. Purely because I'm pretty sure he was one of those ones that wanked over Macron far too much. Um, I'm going to oh, yeah. say cop. Yeah, we know the real politic stance on Macron, and in fact, anyone who likes Macron. Um, so <laughs> you can just look at some of John uh, Ganesh's articles, and it's articles like "Disillusioned Jeremy Corbyn backers deserve no sympathy." And... <laughs> <laughs> and Throw them to like the dogs. That. The new left. Don't call them Corbynistas. Fucking hell. <laughs> We've also got yeah. This is to, you oh, know the sorry. whole. It, it involves Pigmanor. Let's just say that it's his tweet that he linked Corbyn and the, his movement to essentially being the essence of the whole. The, the essence of the whole thing is that they are just as thick as pig shit. Wow. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was going to bring man. up that tweet. Yeah. Cop. Yeah. Yeah. All day. He was like, I've looked into Cop. it. I've done the research. You can spend time studying the Corbyn project, but really, what it comes down to is they're all thick as pig shit. Like, yeah, he's such a condescending wanker. Fuck him. Like, he is a cop. Four out of four cops. Yep. Absolutely. Who is next, next on the list? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, Tom, I think do I you want to introduce is. the next one? Uh, this is. Um... <laughs> I. Uh... I don't. This guy is from a. T I think I know what this sh this show this guy is from. Uh, his name is Scotty T. And, uh, <laughs> hey. He, he's from Comrade Scotty T. <laughs> Comrade Scotty T. He's from a. Geordie Shore, isn't it? Geordie Shore, is it? I. I yes. don't really watch Geordie Shore. Did we I hand this over to Laura? Artwork come to life. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like so? It's like what? It's like Big Brother, but not, but set no, in a house, but like they go drinking a lot. I don't. What's no? It's, it's, not like Big Brother, it's not like Big Brother Granddad. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Basically, I, when, I, when I when I was at university, before when I came home from doing work, I never used to join the rest of my housemates watching Geordie Shore. I used to be reading a book like a nerd upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nerd. Nerd. Uh, so sorry, Laura. What are you so Scotty? Well, I was a teenager at the sort of peak of Geordie Shore's popularity, and the dream was always to be in one of the clubs when the Geordie Shore dickheads turned up and pull one of them to get on telly. Sadly, I was never quite successful in that pipe dream. But that's great. Ot still absolutely a comrade of mine. <laughs> so he oh. came out pretty heavily for Labour and for Corbyn during the general election, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. He's a relatively good-looking man, I would say. And uh, if he's pro-Corbyn, I can excuse probably the really bad taste in shitty house that he. <laughs> And, uh, and I mean, he's probably been shitty to bar staff at least once just by the looks of him. But yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm almost entirely sure that he has. <laughs> Is that how the Geordie Shaw cast tend to go about behaving themselves? Yeah, they just used to turn up to clubs and like be absolute fucking wreckers. Raise hell. Yeah. Start fights. Shoes <laughs> thrown around. <laughs> Drink will flow and blood will spill. And if the boys want to fight, you better let them. (laughs) Oh, by the way, our friend Max Shanley pointed this out, but ever since it was adopted as an unofficial anthem of the Twitter left, the boys are back in town has got so many more search results. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a brilliant song. I unironically love the boys are back in town. Thin Lizzy, like great sort of like stupid rock lyrics, three lead guitarists, just all like playing good shit. Like what a band. I R.I.P. Phil Linnett. <laughs> Anyways, back to Geordie Shaw and that. He's. I, I've just found some tweets from Sky T about Corbin. And his one, oh, okay. one from the 21st of May. Jeremy Corbin loves vodka Red Bull. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> That's, is, that, is that his only pro Corbin take? Is he, he must have some more. He's also got Corbin looks like a winner here. And then he's, sure. then well, he's, he's, he's this, right. this is some really in-depth analysis. I'm really feeling it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's good enough for me. I think he's a comrade. Yeah. 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 I'll lean towards. I'll lean towards comrade. Critical support for Scotty T. Yeah. Uncritical okay. support. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought I'd say this, but I'm gonna say a Geordie Shaw cast member is a comrade. Why not? Okay. Thank you, my people. We've been advanced so much. <laughs> so is that going to be another four out of four for comrade for scotty t sounds like it I yeah think so. scotty I t be- come on i believe podcast. so so far like we've had two four out of four comrades uh, sorry no sorry fuck janan ganesh was a four out of four cop wasn't he so oh yeah yeah he yeah he, he was a, wait tom these guys don't have votes uh, what, uh, wait hang on <laughs> no no, but I mean, we, we shouldn't do... really be having a voting yeah, no, system but we're because testing you're just if... override it anyway. You're, no, but we're just testing if... Party no, whip. no, we do record their votes to test them if they're right, but they just don't count for anything because we can overrule them. Ah, oh, nice. Man, I don't make the rules. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I did in this case, but quite often they've got nothing to do with me. Uh, you see, Couple Comrade is, is a very well thought out game. It's, <laughs> it's as if we actually put planning into this fucking show. But... <laughs> Number three, a singer songwriter who's been kicking about for a few decades now, has been very active since the 80s and has been very active on the left and also for the Liberal Democrats at one point oh. or another. Okay, oh. so this is Billy Bragg. <laughs> oh, Billy. 
<laughs> Wait, so Bill, Billy Bragg was uh, supported the the Liberal Democrats at one point. Yeah, yeah, because well, New Labour were a bunch of pricks and people yeah. sort of went off to different parties, like some went to the Lib Dems because, I mean, they weren't always, they weren't always a ridiculous bunch of like milk Brexit fucking dickheads. I mean, they were always bad, like liberals have always been bad, don't get me wrong, but when Charles Kennedy, who's now sadly dead, was their leader during the Blair era, he was forced out basically because he was an alcoholic but i mean he was to the left of new labor on a lot of issues and especially on the iraq war which he joined corbyn and tony ben and a lot of people who were far to his left in opposing the only party leader in parliament at the time that actually came out and went against it was neil but we can't entirely forgive billy bragg for this because (laughs) he also voted for the liberal democrats in 2010 Oh, so he was he was sucked in by Clegmania. I didn't know that. Fuck yeah, yeah, hell. yeah. And we all know Gosh. people voted for Lib Dems in 2010. They did very well. They went into coalition for Tories and gave him a functioning majority for five years to push through brutal right wing policies. So, I mean, oh. I'm, that's pretty bad. And and a lot of young people got sucking into that as well and i think we can kind of forgive them because you know at the time although it, I, I couldn't vote i was 16 but i would have voted labor just because it's a, you know i've always had that kind of tribal thing where it's a labor government or a tory government so i just vote for labor and i you know i kind of like i didn't know that new label with that right wing raps sort of thought yeah gordon brown's all right why is everyone giving him shit um but 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 even i i was a little bit sucking in by nick clegg's good performances in the debates so i do have sympathy with young people like that but billy bragg was like fucking like what like 50 or whatever like fuck it man like what the fuck was that about but anyway you sorry i've kind of expressed no, I, I mean, actually, I like a lot of his tunes, so that's not entirely my view on him. But yeah, sorry, I should let you guys say what you think about him before I prejudice what you say anymore. Billy Bragg, much like every other fucking cunt that voted Lib Dem in 2010, <laughs> to me, 40 grand, not see them as a fucking comrade until they give me back that 40 grand that I spent on tuition fees. I want it back, Billy. <laughs> Never listening to your songs again until you give me that fucking money back. <laughs> you should yeah. fucking hold him hostage when he's like driving along one day, just jump off a fucking bridge onto his car or something. I'll, just... do, I'll do my own shitty rendition of There is Power in a Union over and over and over again. <laughs> just appear on his, on like the windscreen of his car, like, <laughs> Billy! <laughs> like a piece of paper just going, It says out. here that you fucking <laughs> voted Lib Dem. <laughs> I want that 40 grand, Billy. I want it back. So, I mean, Drew, what's your thoughts on him as a Okay, so 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 as as an impartial observer from afar, I think a major slight against him is going from being such an open socialist in his younger days and writing shit like "The Great Leap Forward," which is uh, or waiting for the Great Leap Forward. I can't remember the exact name of the song, which is very popular among DSA nights out. I have to say, yeah, we're 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 basic in that regard. It's better Uh, than fucking things can only get better. Disco, whatever. Interesting side note: the night of the election, I, I went met up with a friend of mine, and we went to the local British pub because we were convinced they'd have at least one TV on showing the election, and they didn't. But in the the Lyft Uber, the ride sharing thing, Uber or Uber over the uh, you've been scabbing, Drew. I'm sorry. You've been scabbing. I've been scabbing. Yeah, <laughs> you've yeah, been yeah. scabbing. You've been using the scab company. 
Oh, no, wow. I was using, they're both I, scabs. I, I, I'll, have, I'll have you know, I, I deleted Uber recently because Ooh. I ran out of space on my phone. <laughs> I was, Same, I was... but because they don't run in Durham. <laughs> Good reason. Sorry, continue. Things can only get better in the uh, in the lift on the way over, which I thought was very nice to hear. The the night Blairism was was killed in the UK. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's probably the one time I'd be happy to hear that song. Actually, yeah. So just to get back to my original point, I think flipping from open avowed socialist to voting for Nick Clegg in 2010 is is unforgivable. And I also don't really like the uh, his rendition of uh, of the red flag because it's a little too it's too folksy for me. If that sounds bad, it's, kind of, it's weird, isn't it? It's like the, yeah. the people's flag is it's like it's some weird drum shit, and it's like no, I don't who's, dig it. It's, who sings not, on that with him? I don't know. It's on his international EP, which is by far his most left wing release, which is all kind of proper left wing protest songs. I'm going hard cop. Hard cop, okay, okay. And Laura, anything more to add? Nah, just cop. Billy <laughs> fucking cop. The other thing I think is a bit dodgy about Billy Bragg is all his progressive patriotism shit. Like, oh. I, I'm not into that inclusive civic nationalism shit or whatever you want to call it. I do legitimately really like some of his songs. Like, I like Upfield, which is sort of... Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Like they're inspired by, yeah, I think that's a great tune. It's got a very kind of like blue eyed soul feel. It's inspired by the poetry of William Blake. And I think it's got some of his least didactic and most poetic lyrics. I like the line, I've got a socialism of the heart because I think that's something everyone can aspire to. But yeah, I mean, melt a little bit, like. A lot, not so much came out against Corbyn. Nah, he, he, has he been mostly? Because like, the reason I thought he was on this list was because, not because of his like earlier days when he was flaunting with Lib Dems back in 2010. I thought it was mm. because. Do you remember when you and Kieran did the episode on who will speak for liberal Britain? Yeah. In that issue. There's an article by Billy Bragg. And I was oh yeah. Ask, is that article potentially going to be pushing him mm. into cop territory? It doesn't really mention Corbyn, that article, so he, it, that was a bit melty. He was kind of sitting on the fence in that Got one. But yeah, well, the one time that he was seen to have come out against Corbyn, he actually didn't. It was spun out of context by the Sunday Times. And what he actually said was something to the effect that Labour does have trouble with its old kind of working class base, which is just true. You can't deny that. I mean, I think it's been making progress. And there's a very good article in The New Socialist about the class dimensions of Labour's new electoral coalition written by our friend Eddie, which you should all check out. That's our friend at Multiple Bears. Good follow on Twitter if you're into good northeastern comrades. Yeah, repping the North even more. We're, we're repping all sorts of places in this show. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, if Kieran was here, because now we've brought Kieran on as a full-time member of the show, he does get a say in this sort of thing. He'd go for Copwood. He'd go he for would, Copwood he fucking yeah. hates Billy Bragg. If he, <laughs> if, if he if he was on the show, he'd threaten to nut him or something. He um, despises Hobbsbormers, but he he hates a few yeah. people. <laughs> he fucking hates. I think it's as you said. Reactionary fucking, communist Eric. Hobbs he betrayed the Scousers. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we do have to keep Kieran's various vendettas in mind until yeah. he's able to return from his exile in the South Pacific. So I think we're gonna have to go with Cop, aren't we, Tom? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Billy. I'm sorry. Oh. Well, yeah. I mean, I can, I mean. I'd go to like a greatest hit show of his, but if it was yeah. nice to cheat in that. But anyway, number four. I just get, I just get genuinely terrified. He's gonna melt at any moment. And you can't have that, can you? You can't have a liability. We can't have it, cop. Cop. 
Okay, number four is Lena Dunham. (laughs) 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 Fucking cop. Like all true cops, her first profession was, of course, to be a rapist. (laughs) (laughs) Allegedly, according to herself. Drew, she, she back, yeah, yeah, she was. Uh, Drew, she was, you speak for America here. I speak for I speak <laughs> for all of America when I say, yeah, Lena Dunham. Lena Dunham has a way of uniting people across various different political tendencies in in hatred. Um, <laughs> I mean, she was very enthusiastically pro Hillary in that oh, sort of very yeah, yeah, very vapid sort of. I'd say kind of like neoliberal lean in feminist way. That is, Shout out to Dawn Foster's book, Lean Out, here, by woo. the way. She constantly trips over her own dick in various ways. <laughs> on the um, but she also, she's also a big target for the alt-right and sort of anime Nazis and shit. The who's chuds her, of the alt-right. The chuds of the alt-right. The chuds yeah. of the alt-right. Yeah, yeah, fuck you guys. We yeah. said we'd get up in your ass a bit more. Fucking come yeah. at us, motherfuckers. <laughs> anyway, sorry, carry on, Drew. Oh, it's fine. Yeah, so I mean, I I lean cop, even though she, she did tweet something favorable about Jeremy Corbyn, I believe. She did, but I mean, again, it that's getting like into... Corbyn less. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's kind of human being. That was a difficult moment. I mean, I guess you can give her a bit of credit for popularizing the absolute boy on the other side of the Atlantic, but <laughs> on the on the other hand, I mean, how much do you want Americans saying the absolute boy? Like, no offense, Drew, but I've on the other to, hand, offense to, to all your cursed nation. My main thing is trying to get Americans to call American centrist melts. <laughs> I... Yeah, I've heard slug on Chapo a couple of times. Yeah, they use that, but I, I'm, I'm infatuated with melt. I'm Googling to see if she said anything favorable about Macron, and I'm not seeing anything. <laughs> Oh. The Macron test. It's like Abbott's law. If someone likes Macron, they're a fucking liberal wanker. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) If if her only sort of foray into Western European politics is liking Corbyn, I think that's a plus. But for the rest of just everything else she's done, she's a cop. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Drew, who's that fucking American comedian, Jen Kirkman, who was like, I'm a socialist. I just fucking hate Bernie Sanders. Dude, you'd be surprised at how many of the most insane anti-Bernie people on Twitter describe themselves as like, I'm a socialist. I'm just a really, really pragmatic socialist. (laughs) I'm I'm a socialist. (laughs) I just don't think people are entitled to universal health care. Yeah. Or I'm I'm a socialist. I just don't believe that any socialist socialist politician has a shot ever and I will actively try and undermine any sort of socialist wave in the future. Yeah, um, we've got so those could, over here as well, to be fair. You could be socialist, but you have to be pragmatic within the market economy. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. Jen Kirkman is a man. Jen Kirkman's a special case because like, okay, so there are... Yeah, that's, that's one way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> She's really tapped into like the weirdest... So we call them eight percenters out of a poll that was done a couple months ago that found only 8% of Democrats have an extremely unfavorable view of Bernie Sanders, but they're really overrepresented on Twitter. Yeah, um, and that sounds like the anti-Corbyn people. Yeah, exactly. She... <laughs> she's a big fan of, I don't know if you guys are familiar with a guy named Al Giordano. Um, oh, yeah, he's a fucking cop. He blocked me for saying he's a cop. He's a complete cop, and he made a name for himself being, like, the most rapidly anti-Bernie Democrat on Twitter in the primary. So much so that he actually had an abortive Senate campaign against Bernie, or he was raising money to run against Bernie Sanders in Vermont <laughs> to punish him for challenging Mother Hillary. 
Again, that's <laughs> like that's like that fucking Michael Foster wanker who's know. some music manager cunt who's a rich donor to the Labour Party, uh, who he was, and and he left the Labour Party and ran against Corbyn in Islington North and got like two hundred votes. <laughs> Did the guy who mouthed terrorist sympathizer behind Corbyn get more votes than that guy? Or oh, who was that candidate? Wasn't it? Yeah, in Islington North. Just getting back to Jen Kirkman. So she's sort of like clearly follows the most viciously anti-Bernie people on Twitter and has started retweeting them. And she's also, you know, of that sort of weird strain of commentators and celebrities that I guess base their politics completely on who's mean or who's nice to them on Twitter. So I guess she just says yeah. that she's got too much like the everyone in the British media. <laughs> yeah. Someone um, call me a slug, so I'm gonna vote Tory. Slug is a slur. Melt <laughs> <laughs> is a slur. Jolian is a slur. The absolute boy is a slur against women. <laughs> oh. <laughs> of late she's ventured into saying that bernie sanders is uh, like a russian agent so she's gone completely off the deep end she's probably the worst anti like the worst left punching celeb like there are a lot of atrocious left punching like centrist columnists and stuff like that but she's a uh, yeah it's very sad one of my dsa comrades out here is was like a massive fan of her comedy and would like go to her shows and stuff like that she was like personally like really nice to him he's just absolutely crushed by her <laughs> Eating the lap with every fiber of her being. <laughs> Again, that's like me with the entire British comedy scene. Like when, <laughs> when you just find out Stuart Lee had joined oh, the Liberal him. Democrats and just oh. like tightened the noose around my neck. Like, <laughs> what for this election? He joined the. What? I, I, apparently, yeah, he's he's just a, he's an anti-Brexit melt. He's just another oh, he's just become another hell. prick. Like I saw him live two oh. years ago, and he was saying that finally this country has a real opposition. And then Brexit happened. He's like, actually, socialism can only happen with this massive supranational body that enshrines austerity and privatization. So on, I mean, thanks, thanks for thanks for melting there. Yeah. Anyway, he did it. He did will self and just melted oh yeah will self i am no longer a socialist i'm a pragmatic centrist oh, fucking fuck no, it was like a radical <laughs> pragmatist or just an utter wank it's like pathetic he's a i mean i, I i've got a couple of months left on my masters but he's not going to be my lecturer anymore so that was, yeah. that was you a shit article that was should have just gone one to one of his lectures gone fucking melt <laughs> I, I i i went to a single one of his lectures like i had two and i uh, i would slept in didn't and miss one of them <laughs> oh by the way because we mentioned Chapo briefly, Drew, get up Matt Chrisman to come on our show. Like he seems to be the one that we've got a connection to through you. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep retweeting you guys. I'll pester him in the DMs. I'll offer him feet pics if he's willing to go. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it Virgil who's at By Your Logic? No, no, Virgil's at, at Virgil Texas. By Your Logic okay. is. A, Peterman. Oh shit, that's Felix. He gave me a like earlier for a tweet comparing Stephen Mnuchin to Owen Smith because <laughs> they look fucking identical. The Mnuchin, the twenty-nine incher, like fucking same guy, man. I remember on some Chapo episode where they were talking about Corbin, Felix accidentally called Owen Smith Owen Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I do like actually how on Chapo they fucking hate Owen Smith. Like they <laughs> they rip on him whenever they're talking about Corbyn. It just comes back to the 
their contempt for Owen Smith, which is the way it should be. I mean, I'm sorry, Owen. I know you've rejoined the Shadow Cabinet, but we're not going to let you off that fucking <laughs> easy. He's going to save the Good Friday Agreement. With his <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it was him who established it in the first place, as he <laughs> told us in his leadership campaign. So, you know, <laughs> let's hold out some hope there. I still think his platform of maintaining a nuclear deterrent to possibly nuke America is... <laughs> Is the single it's the single best <laughs> argument for Trident I've ever heard. Like because when you think about it, America's the only country you guys could feasibly nuke without our go-ahead. That's the only way to override the goddamn American imperialist <laughs> a cabal. But <laughs> our boy Max Shanley actually has an idea regarding Trident, which is that we give it to Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be in support of that. Just for the record, the DSA is unequivocally in support of England's nuclear deterrent. And we uh, <laughs> we just want you to paint a big red rose on the side of it. No, we, we don't. We don't have a position on England's nuclear deterrent. Although, who knows? Who knows what will come out of the August convention? Well, it's the sort of DSA position on nukes in general, just like briefly. I think we're non-proliferation. I, I believe so. I think it would be gradually reducing numbers. But I'm, I'd be very surprised to see if we had anything radical like let's get rid of them overnight or give them all to Cuba or Venezuela. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm sure we could give a few to Venezuela. Didn't some fucking, like, paratrooper, like, just shot at Maduro the other day or well, something? A police commander or some, some ex-police officer or current police officer hijacked a helicopter and flew over the Supreme Court dropping grenades out of the side. <laughs> He released oh, Have you seen <laughs> the picture of the guy? He looks like the fashiest cunt I have ever seen. So well, he released a video today basically with like a blue armband saying stuff to the effect like, I'm a nationalist, I believe in Jesus oh. Christ. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Uh, fighting solidarity for... with the socialist government in Venezuela. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, man. God bless Chavismo. And, yeah. That is actually my position. So he... Like, sorry to our followers on the old labor right. Like, I know that's difficult for you. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, no irony here. Unequivocal support for the Bavarian Revolution. Straight yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. The pink yeah. tide will just, rise again. Sorry, can I just check? I definitely hear that. He was in a helicopter. Yeah, he, and he chucked he, he chucked grenades out as, as he flew by. As he flew over the Supreme Court. Fucking hell. <laughs> Wow. It's, it's Grand Theft wow. Auto shit, man. But, you know, the Venezuelan opposition are just these totally benign, peace-loving, progressive people. Yeah, we're going to get a Netflix special on them very soon. Like the White Helmets fucking... Oh, I can't believe Clooney's doing a fucking White Helmets movie. They already did the successful documentary, and now they're going to do the... I mean, who knows? It could be a flop like the fucking Monuments Men. That's what we can hope for. But, yeah, I think we should move this on to the fifth person on our list. I think Laura should take this first. First. Uh, oh, it's no. Sandy Toxvig because I think oh. if, if, if one of the dudes launched into the Women's Equality Party, it would be a little bit problematic. I mean, obviously we will when Laura's done. But yeah, <laughs> <obviously>. <laughs> but anyway, here's here's our, our uh, woman shield. Hi, I'm the token woman, and I'm here to talk about Women's <laughs> Equality Party. <laughs> Well, funnily enough, one of my main issues that caused me to run into some bother with the Labour Party bureaucracy was, in fact, a couple of tweets that I sent about the Women's Equality Party. Oh, really? What, so what, what I, sort of I hold them in contempt. <laughs> I 
forever hold them in contempt. And I haven't actually checked if I've stopped paying them money yet. And I should do that because they are... One point. I was. I was a founding member of the. Oh Women's wow! <laughs> Back in the day when we thought they wouldn't do anything, they just sort of immediately collapse. But we'd get to go. Oh look, we tried to do a woman thing, <laughs> and then they started fielding candidates and elections, and it all got a bit horrible really quickly. But yeah, the biggest bunch of white feminists ever. Maybe. Mm. Who knows? Incredible liberals will always remember them by the stories told by my Oxford comrades about the Oxford branch of the Women's Equality Party, which I think they used to run a sort of port and policy type thing called Cocktails and Colloquy or something. Or just a really, you know, that really posh word that no one can pronounce unless you've got that distinguished Habsburg jaw. That allows you to just sort of wobble Jolian. a bit. The jolly and jaw. Only jolly. The jolly and jaw that allows you to pronounce the word colloquy. The poshest people you've ever met in your entire life, probably posher than the Oxford Conservative Association, were the Oxford Women's Equality Party. And basically, that is how I view the Women's Equality Party. It's just the Women's Institute for jumped up liberals that really want to go into politics as well as take cakes on a Sunday. Are there any other familiar names in the Women's Equality Party apart from Sandy Toxic? I don't think so. I'm, th- I'm pretty sure it's just her. I know that Jack Monroe, they being oh, with the Women's Equality yeah. Party for a while before they sort of defected to the NHS. Defected to ISIS. <laughs> defected to ISIS. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, don't I'm Almost sure they did not defect to ISIS. Probably. <laughs> but they. T- <laughs> Apart from Jack Monroe and Sandy Toxvig, I I don't think there were any other famous. Nimco Ali didn't she do something with them? But ultimately, they've managed to attract absolutely no other names, and especially no left names, which probably should sum up everything you need to know about them. They aren't leftists, they aren't any good kind of feminists, they aren't actually working to fight any of the issues that working class, fuck the middle classes, working class women, black women, trans women, they're not fighting for the people that need it the most. So they can get fucked, essentially. Bunch of fucking cops. Sandy (laughs) Toxvig, as such, must be a fucking cop. Sandy Coxvig. (laughs) Wait. Actually... That could come across as quite misogynist. Could it? No. <laughs> no, I like that. That's 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 my that's a big part of my sense of humour is is making a joke and then when the men laugh along with it, turning around and going, and <laughs> watching them shit their fucking pants. The criticisms I've heard of the um, women's equality party are. I mean, a couple of things, yeah, for, like you say, that they're, they're sort of white-oriented white and that they're sort of trans-exclusionary as well. And the other thing yeah. is that because they describe themselves as neither left nor right, they don't take any meaningful stance against austerity and against yeah. right-wing economic policies that disproportionately plunge women into poverty. Yeah. yeah. They received... They only got about, was it just over 3,500 votes nationally, I believe, in the last election? So, not really. They, I mean, the monster-raving loony party 
got more votes than them. Oh. Hundred followed by. I Yano, mean, yeah, that is a bit yeah. of a damning indictment of society, isn't it? I'm yeah, not saying I'm not saying there's anything to be commended about the Women's Equality no. Party beyond the mere fact that they're in their own ineffective way striving for women's equality. But it would have been rad if they took Philip Davis's seat, as some people predicted, because yeah. he's a real fucking piece of shit. And I think he had to have a few recounts. One of the most reactionary MPs on the Conservative benches, and that's fucking saying a something. A literal fucking MRA. Yeah. There is no irony in me saying that. He's actually a men's rights activist. He actually gets all of his policy ideas from Reddit. And possibly Thorcan. Yeah, he does do like big speeches and like filibusters in Parliament about men. Oh, he fucking filibustered the Istanbul Convention. That evil man. He yeah. spoke for what was it, seventy-eight minutes Prick. trying to filibuster the Istanbul Convention on its second reading in Parliament. Oh, I fu- I hope you fucking. I watched. I watched the whole thing with a knife in my hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, just didn't quite have the proximity that would have been useful in that scenario. I was, I was invited, and I wish I'd gone. <laughs> I would have thrown a knife at him from the fucking docks. <laughs> evil, evil, disgusting little slug of a man. But, yeah, Toxvig. I think we're going to have to go with Cop, aren't we? Because, I mean, I I think when I was, like, younger, because my mum always, like, had Radio 4 on him, well, she still does, always had Radio 4 on him house. I heard the news quiz and stuff a bit, and, and you know, I, I didn't not like her any more than any other kind of, like, Radio 4 comedian, but I can't say, like, her work has left much of an impression on me, and clearly her political contributions aren't ideologically correct by our estimations collectively yeah so. I, think, I think doing a few good jokes on qi doesn't excuse setting up a political party that takes no opinion on austerity yeah i think that makes you a bit of a cop absolutely so tom yeah it's gotta be cop it has gotta be cop cop oh uh we asked drew drew I'd... cop or comrade yeah sorry <laughs> i'd say in the in the interest of of representation women can be cops too so they're cops <laughs> It's all about having more female billionaires, more female executioners, more female. And we need, uh, we need. What are some really bad jobs, guys? Come on. Drone pilots. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> DWP um, people. Foreclosure um, attorneys. Payday yeah. lawyers. we need more female buy to let landlords absolutely and that will be my next campaign here in durham (laughs) (laughs) it will be you one day laura (laughs) next on our list at six we've got somebody who was recently re-elected to parliament he unfortunately lost his seat in 2015 but being the absolute boy and all that he won it again in 2017. It is Chris Williamson, the left-wing Labour MP. Strong supporter of Jeremy Corbyn. Bit of a weird presence on Twitter, but a sound (laughs) fucking bloke. He went on Navarra the other day. He went on Navarra and he was excellent. I mean, I could see him actually becoming a really strong media performer for the Labour Party. Now that his sort of politics are at the forefront of what we're doing. So what do you think, guys? Comrade, comrade, I'll nail my hand to the mast now. Absolute comrade. What a legend. Yeah, he's a great guy. Do you know him, Drew? I do, I do. I watched the last Novara show that he was on and he was talking about moving Parliament to the Midlands and I think that's... Yeah. <laughs> I, think I think that'd be a good idea. One thing that struck out to me is that when they asked him, like, so you're pretty left wing, he kind of was like, well, it's not about, 
you know, right and left. It's about right and wrong. And I was yeah. like, just, just, just <laughs> come on out. I disagree with that. Pro Fidel tweet. It's like, don't be scared, motherfucker. Just, just let the red flag fly. But he definitely (laughs) is a left winger in kind of all his politics, and he defended, unlike Andrew Gwynn, who was very good throughout the election campaign, but was a fucking melt about this. He defended Clive Lewis's burn neoliberalism, not people tweet. He was like. Do I agree with it? I retweeted it. It's like, <laughs> fucking legend. That was a great tweet. And that is the kind of rhetoric that is really exciting me in the Labour Party at the moment. You know, it's funny. I retweeted that when it happened. And I forgot that some of like my family friends follow me on Twitter, which is <laughs> insane. And like, yeah. sort of a very staunch Democrat friend of my mom's replies like, geez, how about we don't burn anything? Okay. <laughs> People are like, it's inciting violence. It's like, you idiot motherfucker. It's four words, and two of those words are not people. So the whole point of it is you're not fucking hurting people. You're tearing down an iniquitous economic system which tyrannizes everybody's lives. Well, apart from obviously the privileged few who can fuck off. Anyway, yeah, Chris Williamson, I really enjoyed him on Navara. And it's great, actually, that Navara are doing their live stream, The Fix shows so regularly now. And Michael Walker, I think, because we always shout out Dr. Bastano. I don't think we've really shouted out Michael Walker, who's a great host on that show and a great comrade generally, just always uh, chatting the good chat about deselecting Blairites and, and, and all the good <laughs> shit. But yeah, I love Chris Williamson's story about his dad who fought in the Second World War, and he got all these medals for bravery and stuff. And then, basically, he had to do this fucking long-ass parade, just, like, out in the pissing rain, just miserable, arduous, like, just sweating his dick off, just, like, having a shit time. Just all this fucking stupid pomp and circumstance for fucking nothing. And then he saw this car drive by, and he's like, oh, fuck me, it's for King. And inside the king has got all the fucking medals that he has. And he knows that the king hasn't done shit. He knows that he hasn't risked his life in any meaningful way and has lived in this kind of cosseted luxury for his entire life. And so he he writes a letter and he he gets all his medals and, like, sends them back to the army. Like, you can stick your medals (laughs) up your ass. Chris Williamson, comrade. Chris Williamson's dad, also comrade. Absolutely. Chris Williamson, come on our podcast, please. The person that made the Chris Williamson memes for Derby North team's Facebook page, also comrade. (laughs) Really, that's the thing. (laughs) One of my favourite novelty Labour Facebook pages was ISIS for Owen Smith. Like someone actually fucking risks getting put on a list and made that. I was worried for a minute. I thought you were going to mention, what was it, the other one? Socialist memes for <laughs> No. Oh, is it not centrist memes? I think they've That's, changed it's it. something like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, disgusting. It's like soft left memes, I think. Fucking oh. memes. Whoa. Taking Simpsons jokes and making them shit. <laughs> it can't be worse than the neoliberal subreddit, though. Have you guys oh, seen our neoliberal? They call themselves neoliberals. Yeah, it's a very, very weird thing that's just happened in the last couple months where yeah. you have identified neoliberals now. The toads of the Adam Smith Institute do it. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I think we can pretty much say Chris Williamson's great comrade. Great to have him back in Parliament. And I hope he maybe joins the front bench at some point. Yeah. Yeah. So, Tom, we swapped the next entry on my list out for somebody. And uh, yeah, I've forgotten who it was. Have, yeah. So who is it, Tom? We're going to have Dickie Angel. Yeah, but fuck him. <laughs> we've, we've talked about that miserable prick enough on here. And we don't we, we don't need to give him any more. He's had enough. He's dead. His organisation dead no, dead exactly. sad. <laughs> sad. Sad, sad sad just a side note about richard angel i actually had to explain to a dsa comrade what the term uh car park pussy hole meant uh, <laughs> <laughs> which it was probably one of my more surreal political experiences but it was, uh, that, is, that is hands down my favorite thing to come out of the uk election was the term car park pussy hole <laughs> My favourite term was, as Kieran pointed out in the last episode, melt poles. Parapastani. <laughs> Stop reading the melt poles or whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, the next entry, Tom, who is it? Instead of uh, Little Dicky Angel. It's a new entry into Parliament. The last election, Laura Pidcock. Oh, Laura Pidcock, my absolute fuck, the love of my fucking life, Laura Pidcock, my namesake, my MP, beautiful woman. Oh, she's your MP. Well, I mean, she's not actually my MP, but I did go and campaign for her anyway. Oh, yeah, didn't you see that? And I'm going to pretend that she's my MP and not Roberta Blackman Woods (laughs) about the next five years. Didn't you see her speak at a rally alongside Corbyn? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. She was at the, the Gateshead rally alongside Ian Lavery. The boy. The boy. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've seen her speak many times. She's an incredible public speaker. Obviously fantastic. A great orator as well as just somebody who can really, really engage a crowd. She's a fantastic woman, and I'm so fucking glad that she's in that house right now. Because it's fantastic. Just as pure representation for working class women in the Northeast, she's already done so much for us, and she's going to go on to do so much more. She's an incredible, incredible worker. And I mean, she gave honestly, yeah. sorry, go ahead. Her maiden go speech, ahead. her maiden speech today. I'm sure everyone's seen it by now. It's been sort of whipped around Twitter really quite fast because of just how sort of straight from the heart it was we'll clip it for the show we'll put it in here so everyone can listen to it yeah now turn to this place this building is intimidating it reeks of the establishment and of power its systems are confusing some may say archaic and it was built at a time when my class and my sex would have been a denied a place within it because we are deemed unworthy and i believe that the intimidating nature of this place is not accidental the clothes the language the obsession with hierarchies control and domination is symbolic of the system at large but i think the most frustrating thing has been to sit opposite those people who tell me that things are better that suffering has lessened for my constituents i would like you to come and tell those people who have been sanctioned that things are better or the teacher in my constituents who was recently made redundant. I would like you to come and talk to the 16,500 people in County Durham in receipt of food parcels, to the nurses, to the junior doctors, to the firefighters. Come and tell them that years of austerity have improved their practice or their profession. And I'll end with this, Mr Speaker. We can choose in this place to be self-obsessed, to be a perpetrator of fear and greed, a monument to injustice, or, Mr Speaker, it can be be a place that elevates equality, facilitates the power of the people, esteems and properly funds a rich network of public services so that nobody is left in the indignity of poverty. Thank you.
if she does that, man, comrade in my book. Wait, who? Laura Pidcock? No, no, no. I know, I know Laura Pidcock. Uh, she retweet. I'm, I'm just on her page, and she's got an Akala retweet. Or yeah. Akala. Oh, Akala. Oh, yeah. Akala. Yeah, yeah. Akala. She also yeah, uh, has a bit of a habit of liking my boy Seb's tweets about Blairite cunts getting deselected. So, you <laughs> <laughs> know, she's a good one. <laughs> Seb's a great guy. Seb is a great guy. Actually, no, he's not. He's a fucking asshole. Oh, okay. Just he's in case he listens to the show. Fucking asshole. Yeah. Cop. Seb, you fucking cough. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I do enjoy his tweets, even about deselecting Blairite cunts and that, even if they are some sort of psyop. <laughs> so we all like Laura Pidcock, then. I think we can agree. Comrade. So I've seen like at least three people in as many days or something tweeting like that they really just like dislike Dennis Skinner. I'm like, guys, where's this coming from all of a sudden? Because most Labour MPs are right-wing bastards. And <laughs> like, <laughs> bastards. And it's like, we can't really be that picky. Like, Dennis Skinner fucking votes with us. Yeah. I think he snaked Diane Abbott in 2010 by voting for David Miliband, but that's really my main complaint. <laughs> and, 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 and don't get me wrong, like, Jack... We always shout you out, not me. I'm not talking to myself. I mate Jack Taylor. Like he doesn't like Dennis Skinner. That's fine. He's on the old Labour right. He's not supposed to like Dennis Skinner. But you know, I'm just saying. You can have your criticisms, but he is better than most MPs in Parliament. And it's fucking great that we've got a bunch of new MPs who can be even better, like Pidcock, like Dan Carden, like fucking someone chuck a name at me. Oh. Hugh Gaffney, the Scottish MP, who did his maiden speech in Parliament in his Parcel Force outfit. Like, oh, he's great. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Proper working class yeah. socialist MP. Yeah, that was quite lovely. When he sent that tweet around and it got quite a few retweets and stuff by other big Labour names. And it was, just, <laughs> it was so just above anything else. It was so cute. And I never <laughs> thought I'd describe an old man as cute. But honestly, that was just so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next on our list? Oh god, so we're going from uh, oh. from a sublime to the ridiculous here. <laughs> so the couple comrade we have next got a bit of a slating on the last episode. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty, pretty brutal <laughs> from what I mean, Kieran was saying. Let, let's fucking let's <laughs> cut to a clip of ourselves here because it was just me and Kieran both just being like, She's so fucking thick, like the thickest journalist in the whole <laughs> British media. It is of course the Spoon's own Jane Merrick. <laughs> They're prepared like, to die on, on the most ridiculous hills. Like, defending Jane Merrick. Just the single thickest person in the British media. Bar none. Forget Dan Hodges. Forget George Eaton, the most credulous man in journalism. Jane Merrick is in a world of her own in terms of just sheer stupidity. Like... How did she, I mean, presumably she's like Oxbridge. How did she even like get into fucking sick form? And she works for the fucking Spoon. She's like co-founder um... of the Spoon with Richard Myers and some fucking gimp I literally only heard of this morning and have already oh, yeah, the, forgotten like, the, the name of. editor. Yeah. Teddy bear features fucking Rupert Myers and... Like, the fact that, like, the very name The Spoon implies <laughs> from the outset that you are not taking your reader seriously. I mean, like, could you get a male editorial that's more geared to be like, listen, you're fucking stupid. Let us give you the headlines because you're too fucking thick to go onto the fucking Guardian or the Independent. 
And that's been their business model. That's how they pitched it to investors. Listen, people are fucking morons, right? Why don't we get some fucking dickhead and two shit journalists that no one has any respect for, and we use them to say to people, sign up to our email, where we'll tell you the news. Only as someone as stupid as Jay Merrick can get behind that. And that's Kieran Morris with us here today as well. <laughs> what do we think of her then? Oh. The fucking spoon. I mean, <laughs> it's never it? going to not do my nutting. It's, it's never, ever, it's I'm never going to get past the fucking spoon. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and it's her collaboration with that. Fucking little... haunted marionette. <laughs> <laughs> perverted up, Victorian doll <laughs> and some other cunt as well <laughs> who I didn't even know about till like a minute before we recorded that last episode <laughs> so yeah I mean like what do we think of Jane Merrick and her incredible takes like I'll give it to her in this regard she's not afraid to clap back at Matt Zarb cousin when he's, uh, when he's calling people melts and, and all the good stuff. And she's like, I, I beg your pardon, uh, Polly Toynbee is not a neoliberal. Like, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> this is fucking great. She had the post-election, won't somebody think of how stressful this has been on Theresa May thing, right? Yeah, yeah, and she locked her account because of all the shit she got for it. Yeah, and in, and in the process got a, uh, and her name escapes me at the moment, Indirectly led to a to a, a great BAME professor, I believe, at Warwick, getting swamped by centrist melts and Nazis at the same time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I should shit. definitely know her name, but it was a fucking shit show. I'm not sure I heard about this at the time. I just remember it was like the weirdest collection of like it was like you know like cut killer 1488 tweeting at her, and then it was like <laughs> fucking Jimmy Rushmore or whatever, some weird fucking British think tank dipshit spent their. <laughs> Writing pieces about Al Qaeda for the Henry Jackson Society. <laughs> Signed the Houston Manifesto. Exactly. I mean, these people quite often do find uh, common cause with the fascists. Like, I mean, particularly mm. whenever Islam or Diane Abbott comes up. But that's that's the weirdest thing about all the Houston Manifesto people is that they've all come squarely down on the side of like intervention in Syria. So their whole thing is like, oh, the left is too soft on terrorism, but also let me tell you about the great work being done by this Al-Qaeda offshoot group in Idlib this week. <laughs> and it's just the weirdest fucking thing to see ever. It, it really kind of pulls the mask off of how absolutely incoherent and vapid and whoever the fuck pays you that uh, that sort of strand of dipshittery is. MI5. <laughs> Straight up. So... Is everyone still? What was that sound? Oh, that was me. Sorry, that was that was some email that I got. Because I'm oh, doing business here, you guys. You're doing business. Okay, okay, that, that's that's good, man. Do do your thing. Do your hustle. It was it was probably just a spam email for like some Patreon I subscribed to or something. <laughs> American fucking like I don't know. I was gonna make some joke about American podcasts and how they always use mental health slurs, but it was too complicated a formula to come up with in a split <laughs> second. I have to do it as a tweet some other time. Hope some you all forget. Insanely problematic DSA affiliated podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it was for the War Nerd. Let me just plug the War Nerd. Probably the best history podcast on Patreon. And if you have an extra couple dollars to spare, give Sensei John Dolan some money and Mark Ames. All right. Okay. Sorry. That's, no, that, that's fair. It's good to shout people out on the show, otherwise it just becomes a fucking hive of negativity and hate. Which I mean, I mean, we like that, but 
but not like every every second of, of it. <laughs> I'm so annoyed. I did an interview with VI the other day about real politic and the quote unquote rude left, and I forgot to call us the demonic unrestrained id of the left. I'm fucked <laughs> off about it. So Jane Merrick is obviously a terrible journalist and works for the police as a cop. Incredible. Her entire Twitter feed at the minute is just all of those fucking wet liberal cunts whining on and on and on about that bastard listed list about pop journalists and media outlet. And it's all those fucking absolute knobs like Ian fucking cunt dunt. <laughs> Jim Watson off of fucking cunt feed or whatever the hell he works for now but better than the actual list was the responses of fucking wet freaks like marie lecook <laughs> rupert hamface myers all of those people who decided to take it upon themselves to tweet their own list of journalists that you'd be absolutely mad crazy insane mentally ill not to follow <laughs> which was obviously just a list of themselves i.e merrick laura coonsberg kathy newman the young vulgarian herself fucking louis yeah yeah some other violent transphobes helen lewis who was throwing shade at me the other day that was so good that was so good people in people in double barreled greenhouses shouldn't throw double (laughs) maybe i like it in my double barreled greenhouse We've got fucking good green in the double-barreled greenhouse. Fuck off, <laughs> Helen Lewis. Your whole awful transphobic clique. Like, it's appalling you still have jobs. Yeah, it was Helen Lewis. It was uh, various other transphobic, Tory-supporting. Mm, yeah, Lumen Green. Moran, of course. She oh, wins, yeah. Doesn't she? I like seeing, what's her, is it Janet Hartley Brewer? Brewer? Like, Tommy? Julia Hartley Brewer. You're getting her confused with Janet Street Porter. Janet Street Porter. I mean, they're all the same. (laughs) Janet Street Porter's anti-Corbyn, but I just haven't, I don't even know if she's fucking alive. Like, I haven't seen any articles from her, like, in ages. Hopefully Uh, she's fucking popped her clogs by now. (laughs) I think she did enough coke in the 70s to make that a possibility. (laughs) Allegedly. Yeah, so Yvette Cooper's list of her favourite <laughs> MPs. I literally think, I think Marie LeConte was the most left-wing person on there. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, there are a few left, sorry, there are a few Labour supporting ones on there, but they were like <laughs> Helen Lewis. This is Yvette Cooper, who was being lined up for the Labour leadership. And because we've, we've established, we all think Jane Merrick the cop. You might as well say... Yvette Cooper's the next person on our list. So <laughs> basically, basically, the Labour Party were going to launch a coup against Corbyn, right wing of the Labour Party, the establishment powers that be and all their soft left lackeys were going to launch a coup basically at 10 o'clock on the dot when the exit poll came in. I showing it was 10.01. 10.01, yeah, sorry. Yeah, they'd give themselves a minute to celebrate <laughs> when the results showed that Labour had been wiped out. All their northern seats had gone to UKIP under the strong leadership of Paul Nuttall. You know, <laughs> every fucking Remain seat had been taken by the Lib Dems and the Greens because people only care about Brexit. It's the Brexit election. <laughs> all voters across the Labour heartlands had gone, nope, 
don't like yeah. that Corbyn. Not going to vote for my own economic self-interest. I'm going to vote yeah. Tory because uh, they're actually good. I've, I've forgiven for taking my job away 30 years ago when they closed down the pits <laughs> and <laughs> fucking factories. So, so that was basically their prediction. But yeah. uh, it didn't quite work website, out like that. Yeah. The website domain YC for Leader was already ready to go. It was going to be a horrible <laughs> long summer if we were in that situation. But thank. Thank fuck we're not in that situation. Uh, Could you imagine that? Uh, well, what was going around at the time uh, after the general election was that Yvette and Chukaramuna had hired a huge amount of staff and they had to fucking lay them all <laughs> off because they knew the conditions weren't right to uh, mount a leadership challenge. And that in itself is hilarious that the Labour right, as with the Angela Eagle versus Owen Smith debacle, couldn't oh. settle on a candidate to take Corbyn down. So they had to pick two people with, let's face it, quite similar politics i'd say chuck is more of a blairite if it's more of a brownite but what's the yeah. fucking difference other than they liked a different guy 10 years ago i feel like the next labor coup is gonna be just on the venezuela template and somebody like that is gonna steal a police helicopter and <laughs> <laughs> try and drop grenades out of the side on labor hq or <laughs> so Yvette Cooper, I think her list of journalists was very bad. I didn't want to do my own list of like, hey, no, check out these female journalists instead. Because I thought that would seem proper, like, brown-nosing, fucking like, ooh, I'm the woke ally, look at me kind of stuff. Hashtag but... male feminist, guy. Exactly. But there are so many fucking good journalists who are actually on the left and are supportive of Labour's current agenda, who Yvette Cooper apparently doesn't think much of compared to fucking virulent transphobes and Tories. Jude did a great one, if I had to. Jude did a great one. And it, it has the seal of approval, me, an American white man, so you know it's a good Oh, man. <laughs> must know. be some good shit then. I can trust <laughs> you on this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm so, I don't really think oh. we need to hear from Laura on this issue now. Now Drew's <laughs> waiting. Absolutely <weighed in>. not. <laughs> open and shut. <laughs> Sorry, Laura, what, what, what do you think about Yvette Cooper then? She's a fucking useless bitch. <laughs> Honestly, how how shit do you have to be to be the shit one out of the marriage of Yvette Cooper and Ed Balls? <laughs> He's less good than Ed Balls. <laughs> what else can be said? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, I mean, leader.com. <laughs> She's married to a literal toad. Dancing. Still manages to look dancing ball sack. And still manages to look like a political lightweight in comparison. <laughs> yeah. I mean, actually, who lost the worst when they ran for leader between Ed Balls and Yvette Cooper, who actually <laughs> got the biggest percentage? Because Balls ran in, yeah. Because they both did shit. They both came. I think they both came third. Yeah, because Burnham came second in 2015, and I'm guessing Balls probably would have been third, fourth in 2010. Yeah, Balls came third in 2010, actually. So they both came third. They didn't do a second round in 2015. Didn't need to. All right, so Ed Balls got 11.79%, and Yvette Cooper got 17%. Wow. So fair play to Yvette Cooper. She fucked it less badly than... Ed Balls. In fact, even in the third round when Andy Burnham and Diane Abbott had been knocked out, Ed Balls still only got 16%. So, actually, he's a political lightweight compared to his wife. It's just that he went on a game show. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> but she's terrible as well, don't get me wrong. Can I just say my favourite ever Simon Hedges tweet about <laughs> anything has been a Ed Balls tweet when he goes, Go on, Ed Balls. What a mover. <laughs> if only we had his competence and electability as Labour leader right now instead of the current shambles. Hashtag strictly. That will always be the best Hedges tweet. <laughs> I got a retweet from John McTurnan on a now dormant parody oh. account because I said he should go on Strictly. <laughs> McTurnan was well into that idea to uh, resuscitate his failing career uh, but sadly he's good now John, no, oh, good. No, yeah he's, he's but i mean he's all right his career's on the up he's just gonna have to wait till uh, we make some time for him to come on this show he's gonna have to work he's gonna have to earn his uh earn his street cred he's gonna have to work his way up the system i've already renounced my successful blog post anti-mcturnan i uh, i've already no I, I was obviously right on every single point of political substance in that piece sorry was this the article where you described his face as like a an amalgamation of like fish guts drawn together yeah yeah that, well that <laughs> was the one yeah <laughs> and look look i i don't again i don't apologize for that bit either because it was funny it, it, <laughs> but i i do apologize for the overall conclusion of the piece which was that john mcturnan's bad because i've decided that actually provided nobody takes him seriously and listens to his abhorrent views He's quite funny, and he is ridiculous, and he is basically a Tory in all his views, and that's why it doesn't really matter what he says in the Labour Party because, like, who gives a fuck? He's just some random like Tory who's who happens to be in her party and is just uh, being a cranky right winger in the corner, and everyone's like, "Oh, John, tut tut." You can't get rid of him, but you gotta have him there, like, just as a token Tory in the party, just to like just be like, "This is why we should never go back to that." Yeah, he's my. See John right here. This is why we're never going back to. He's that. my favorite Blairite. Him. I fucking hate rental. I fucking hate Dan Hodges. I fucking hate Aronovich. I fucking hate Phil Collins and his fucking drumming. No, his drumming's good. It's just his all his songwriting and singing. But actually, I mean, I don't mind McTurnan. I hate every single other person with his politics. But if it's somebody so kind of overtly cranky and fucking, you know, he's just he's he's just good value. I mean, I I will I will I will say I mean I find his views incredibly problematic. Like I don't think it's good that somebody was expressing some of the views he did on the refugee crisis in a national newspaper, and I don't think it's good in light of the Grenfell disaster for Grenfeld uh, mass murder that yeah. he was advocating cutting the fire brigade so I think obviously we need to take on every single aspect of McTurnan's politics and I should probably add that now that I've been all like oh a great banner McTurnan and that but <laughs> he, I, I just don't think he's as bad as like John Rental, who's just a fucking prick and it's funny that before he cottoned on and tried to embrace the fact that people call him a vampire he was like <laughs> he, he was tweeting out that Vampire Weekend songs and stuff. <laughs> just blissfully unaware. Again, we all think Yvette Cooper's a fucking cop. So the last person on our list, I mean, this is personal, really. This, yes, is yes. This is this, this is, is a, a real vendetta. fucking personal. The wank of fucking bomb hungry fucking sock puppet account using fucking cricket bat deserving allegedly fucking shitty right wing cunt hole leader writer at the times oliver fucking cut my labor membership card up with toenail clippers dickhead <laughs> cam fuck fuck that man 
Um, so, I mean, uh, not to prejudice you guys' opinions on him or anything. Yeah, what do you think about him? I'm in the same camp as Kieran. I would, I would say, use the uh, use the more narrow end of the cricket bat, though, to to sort of collect the force into a smaller area. I forgot that you have much stricter libel laws. Don't, <laughs> don't, nobody assault Oliver Cam. Nobody, but tell him that he's got horrible, horrible opinions on Twitter. Yeah, nobody assault Oliver Cam. We want to make that clear, especially not with a cricket bat in the face. <laughs> that would be appalling if somebody hit Oliver Cam in the face with a cricket bat, and we wouldn't encourage anybody. He's a huge cop. He's a huge cop. and Yeah, he is. Oliver Cop. Oliver Cop. Another Henry Jackson Society Houston Manifesto fucking dickhole. Dickhole. Yeah. I was good. Yeah. Dick hell. <laughs> dick hell. Dick hell. Dick hell. Yeah, exactly. He's hell on dick. Fuck that motherfucker. Yeah. I'm not as familiar with his work as some of the other... What's the uh, New Zealander that keeps saying that democracy needs to be limited or Corbyn shows democracy needs to be... Oh, Lilico. Yeah. But he seems to move in uh, similar circles as these guys. And uh, he's got an oddly wide head from what I see and, and sort of wide face. And that's off-putting aside from his politics. So yeah, this American says he's a cop. Yeah, he's got yeah. a very, very strange head and weird fucking doughy eyes and fucking just... Yeah, his head is like... What, so what's the shape called? Or it's it's like a square, but with rounded edges. Uh, fuck's sake, guys. Anyway, it's like that. Um, <laughs> he looks like he's been carved out of ham. And his eyes are fucking freaky. I'm glad I covered them up with Matt Chorley's profile picture in uh, <laughs> our latest episode artwork. He's a real piece of shit. He's never seen a war that he didn't support. He's always Would you... putting out this reductive claim that Corbyn isn't Labour. Isn't Labour brilliant. Yeah, because he's not a fucking imperialist dickhead. Oh yeah, he is. I'm looking at his tweet now about at, it's it's because of Attlee government that Britain embarked on an independent nuclear deterrent and was a founder of it. Why do you guys think you have an independent nuclear deterrent of us? Yeah, and independent, my fucking ass. It's so fucking stupid. Don't you? <laughs> do you guys have to send these nukes to like Georgia once every couple of years to get refurbished? Is there anybody in the world that you would nuke? that we yep. wouldn't be telling you to explicitly nuke beforehand. It's That's why Yair moved out of Georgia, because he was getting radiation poisoning from fucking <laughs> Trident when they were cleaning it up. It's just fucking stupid. You guys going to go to war with the Boers again or something? Like uh... We're going to go to war with you, mate. When Owen Smith runs for the second time, like Burnham did it twice, no reason Smith can't. Yeah, well, then I'd say go after the eastern seaboard and leave me out here. I'd come to England before nuking the United States and hit a city like, I don't know, hit a city like Tulsa or something where I don't know anybody. There's a Neil Young song called Last Trip to Tulsa. But yeah, Cam is fucking awful. I mean, what are your thoughts on him, Laura? He's a disgusting fucking toad of a man. Mm. I mean, how, oh, he's just human bile. How does he manage to be so absolutely repulsive in everything he says and does and is? I yeah. really, I, I sort of almost respect him for being so consistently disgusting. But yeah. I don't respect him because he's a fucking ham-faced freak. Yeah, he makes my fucking skin <laughs> crawl. He's he's re yeah. like, repellent even. Tom's just sent me a picture of John Rental. <laughs> I was looking Tom. at pictures of like Oliver Cam because you said his head is he's, he's, Oliver Cam's got the sh like his head's like shaped like a fucking octopus. Tom, this picture of John Rental is clearly photoshopped it's... because he's got a shadow in it. <laughs> <laughs> 
the vampire fucking <laughs> yeah not a fan of cam then laura absolutely not he thinks he's like the god of twitter because every now and again he'll just own <laughs> well he'll think he's owned some total nobody who tweets <laughs> at him and perhaps uses a split infinitive or something <laughs> Higher response will be to quote treat the offending sentence with ha 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 split infinitive. Use an ad hominem and split your infinitive. Don't anyone to bang on about grammar so much. I just I just don't understand the man at all. I'm noticing that he's complaining about Americanisms on my birthday, June 24th. So I think he's subtweeting me because I'm a fucking ton of Americanisms with me when I move over there. Go go fuck yourself, you you uh, bitch ass Mark. That's my uh, that's my Americanism for him. Right? Oh, and there he is saying that we're fucking to the right of Tony Blair of the EU and immigration. <laughs> fucking dickhead. <laughs> Loving the EU uncritically is not being left wing. You fucking square head. Not quite square with circular edges. Headed <laughs> dweeb. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's he's a total melt. He's one of the people who Trident is just a fucking prosthetic dick for. And, <laughs> and they're, just, they're the biggest melts and they just sublimate their fucking desire to be this sort of bizarre, like, 1950s globetrotting epitome of rugged masculinity into supporting every fucking so-called humanitarian intervention that comes along. Yeah, he's he's a real total fucking scumbag. Seeing he's retweeted Lord Hesseltine, another oh. one who, yeah, like you were saying with George Osborne, uh, he's he's not a big fan of Brexit, so he's uh, he's he's all woke and shit. I think what Cam must do is retweet all the abuse and then discreetly unretweet it later, so when people are looking at his profile, they don't see all these tweets making him look like a massive cunt. <laughs> but it doesn't work because all his tweets make him look like a massive cunt. Talking of like melts and cunts and everything, we found out that Ian Leslie, the co-host of the New Statesman's Deep Dive podcast, who, if you've listened to that podcast, you might recognise as the guy with the meltiest voice. Um, <laughs> you might recognise him from Matt Zarb Cousins' appearance on the New Statesman Deep Dive podcast when Ian Leslie read out a tweet that said... <gasps> it was Matt Zarb Cousin to Chris Deeran, and it said something like... Uh, so uh, this is Ian Leslie's voice, not, not Zarb's voice. It's like, uh, you, you, you are a supreme melt, and you are seen as one. <laughs> All the best, and love to the family. <laughs> So, ha, yeah, I'm going to read some of them out, right? And yeah, then, yeah, uh, which I know you're you're fine with. Ha ha, you absolute melt! What are you? <laughs> what are you apart from totally irrelevant? Uh, Chris Deering, uh, retire, you idiot! Uh, look, I will come yeah, back to you. Yeah. I promise. Um, retire, you idiot! Put yourself out to pasture, pal. You're a seen. You are seen as a supreme melt, and you also happen to be one. Take care and love to the family, which is a bit dark. And Matt's just pissing himself, yeah. isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Matt is just finding this hilarious. And Leslie reads out another one, which is like, Ah ha ha ha, you melt. You are what are you but totally irrelevant? But at one point, Ian Leslie's like, And you've also heard prominent Corbyn supporters like Clive Lewis getting on this. And and this was a couple of days after Clive Lewis had called Chris Leslie the cunt backbench, always will be backbench, nobody, supposedly <laughs> former Shadow Chancellor, never heard of him, photocopy boy. You know, that, that melt. Clive Lewis had called him a sad, lonely, bitter man. I think Chris Leslie is a sad, lonely, bitter man. 
I feel very sorry for him. I, I think he's an isolated individual in the PLP. I think he will be an isolated character within the party. And I think ultimately he should understand that there will be no truck for people like him to carry on being disloyal. And Ian Leslie seemed very affronted about this, although he didn't mention Chris Leslie by name. A sort of slightly unpleasant aspect of Corbynism, which is, well, that is associated with, with Corbynism, which is uh, a kind of culture of trolling and, and aggressive abuse um, on social media. You see it again and again. You see it, you know, the journalists get attacked it, in, including people like the deputy editor of the New Statesman, Helen Lewis. Uh, you see it from, uh, or, or any, you know, Daniel Finkelstein at the Times. You read the responses they get to some of their tweets. It is absolutely appalling. I mean, the abuse that they get from people with, you know, Corbyn icon next to them is is really unpleasant. But I also think it's seeping into the kind of more mainstream. Uh, Corbyn kind of uh, rhetoric. So you see Clive Lewis, you know, attack makes these kind of incredibly personal, nasty attacks on, on people. And one of our followers on Twitter pointed out to us that Ian Leslie is actually Chris Leslie's cousin. <laughs> <laughs> and those of us who've heard the intro to our show will know that when it comes to melty voices, Chris Leslie is in a league of his own. So it's clearly a thing that runs in the family. You just said we were too right wing. I have fucking nightmares that are narrated by that man's voice. A <laughs> uh, boy, Oid PTG, says he can't listen to it. He has to skip through it because it makes him feel physically sick. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the whininess of his voice. It's like, oh, but you said we were too right wing. It's, it's like, like you are too right wing. The most for the melty melty party. Party. Exactly. The most snivelling, melty fucking voice. Like, oh. <laughs> I mean, even if he pledges unity, please deselect. Yeah, fuck yeah. it. We don't want his unity. He can stick it up his ass. Gal. Yeah, stick the single Gal, market Chris. up your ass. Two you tricks. We don't bitter, want your privatisation. Lonely man. Has anyone else got anything to say about Oliver Cam? The fucking Nothing. disgusting slug. <laughs> He's a slug. Oh, but sorry. is he a cop? Yes, he is a cop. He is. He He's is. a fucking warmongering cop at that. World police. Military police officer. Team America. Dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> Team America. Pussy hole. I might start tweeting at him about puppet sex now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Oliver. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, he's a fucking cop, isn't he, Tom? Oh, Oliver, cop. Yeah. Cop. He's a vile fucking piece of shit. Got us fucking banned. Fuck him. Yeah, oh, yeah, he did get us fucking banned. So uh, we've been banned for supposedly a week subsequently to two days ago. So I guess like the next five days. But a couple of our friends, Tom Dissonance, I don't even know what his at is because he's been fucking banned so many times. And Andreas, again, I think Eugene Parmigian or Shadow Parmigian. I don't... Yes. He's Shadow Parmesan at the minute. Shadow Parmesan. Oh, pa is yeah. it Parmesan? Justice uh, for Andreas, please. The new Marine A. He's been, <laughs> he's been banned so many fucking times. It's like quite hard to keep track of him. And what those two said to us is they got banned for a week as well. And then after a week, they tried to tweet something and just got slapped with another fucking five day ban. And then again and again in perpetuity. So we've set up a new alt so we can keep tweeting in the meantime. And Kieran's already been bringing a little bit of fire tonight from his uh, secret bunker in the <laughs> south pacific under the sea <laughs> it's amazing he's got wi-fi down there but we might 
not even be able to use our old account again. Yeah, hopefully we will. But you can still like read our old tweets and stuff, which is good. It means our archives of all the tweets that Jolly and Green deleted won't be <laughs> vanishing into the sands of time. <laughs> It'd be an archive there for the early days of real politics. Yeah. So, Tom, do we actually need to even, like, add up the scores? To be honest, yeah, we all agreed on who were the cops and who were the comrades. Yeah. Uh, Yep, Janan Ganesh, cop. Scotty, comrade. comrade, Billy Bragg. We went for yeah, cop. we went for, we for cop. It was, a, I mean, oh. difficult for me because I like some of his tunes. But as Laura pointed out, I, I, you know, I want the fucking tuition fees back. Like, yeah, give it to me. You owe me forty grand, Billy Bragg. <laughs> <laughs> and Lena Dunham is obviously an awful cop. cop. Sandy Toxvig works for the police. Chris Williamson Chris William, is the boy. Yeah, he's a, he's a comrade. Oh, Laura Pidcock is a big time comrade. Absolute comrade. Yeah, Jane. Merrick is a big time cop and as me and Kieran both said on the last show, the, sing- the, quote? the single thickest person in the British media. Which it, and she is, is Yeah, and she is up against some fucking fierce competition. Yvette Cooper is obviously a big time cop, like just a terrible competition. I hope she had a bad time at Glastonbury with everyone shouting, oh, (laughs) Jeremy Corbyn. She thinks she's going to be fucking launching a coup against the guy. Instead, (laughs) she's just tramping around Glastonbury with Ed Bulls while everyone's chanting his name. Fantastic. And finally, Oliver Cam. Well, yeah, we know about that. We know about that, don't we? Fuck you, Oliver Cam. You can't stop us. (laughs) We're keeping going regardless of what you throw at us, the slings and arrows of the outrageous existence of Oliver Cam. Fuck off, you prick. Eat a a dick. Shove Trident up your fucking ass, you cunt. I hope the fucking Times goes bankrupt. Nobody reads your cunty paywalled articles. Nobody reads your fucking books. You're sad. You're pathetic. You're a failing enterprise of a human being. You're lower than fucking vermin, you Tory voting cunt. And I mean, I'm I'm not going to incite any kind of violence against you, but I wish a swift, natural death upon you. Fuck off, Oliver Cap. <laughs> Again, another man who I hope will one day do the full Thatcher and shit himself as his brain turns to sludge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we uh, bring it close to but another exciting These edition of fucking raucous proceedings. <laughs> Uh, it's been absolutely brilliant. But Laura and Drew, I wanted to ask you, I wanted you to choose out of the ten names we've had, which is the best comrade and which is the coppice comrade. Oh, that's good. Ooh. I like that. I didn't okay. know about this bit. Whoa. So, so, for the, so yeah, I've, I've blown new ground with couple comrades. So basically, out of the co- comrades, you've got Scotty T, Chris Williamson, Laura Pidcock. And that's it. Oh, fuck. We Pretty a, negative we a, show. We had a lot of cops. No wonder we had to shout out like everyone we like on Twitter and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Laura, you should go first. Okay. Well, for me, it's got to be Laura. It's got to be a local Durham girl. Incredible socialist. Incredible feminist. Laura Pidcock, MP. There we go. So Laura goes for Laura. All right. Drew? I am going to go Chris Williamson. And the only reason I'm choosing him over Laura is Chris Williamson has survived a 20-foot fall onto concrete stairs. You know what? When Laura sustains an injury like that and makes it out of it, I will choose her. But Chris Williamson (laughs) not killed by gravity. Both Laura's. That's a challenge, Laura. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, out of Janan Ganesh, Billy Bragg, Leonard Dunham, Sandy Toxvig, Jane Merrick, 
Yvette Cooper and Oliver Cam, Laura and Drew, who is your copist? Cop? Oh, this is a painful one. It's got to be between Merrick and Cam. Oh, the two journos. Oh. I the thickest Cam. shit on earth or the most <laughs> pretentious, fucked up, incredibly... Fu- oh, I just... I have no words try, for Cam, try, so it's got to Try to think which of those can combine those two qualities together to be the biggest cunt going. And then that'll be your Guys, answer. guys, guys, so. guys. This one bit, and then I've got some breaking news for the podcast. Oh, it's got to be the patronising grammar slug of Twitter, Oliver Cam. <laughs> That's a fair appraisal of the Thunderer, as he's known, or as he's known to everybody who's ever encountered him online or in the flesh. That cunt. <laughs> so, breaking news. I- I- I'm sorry to inform you that Kieran Morris has been found dead in his secret bunker in the South Pacific. Apparently a stolen police helicopter uh, piloted (laughs) by an officer in the... uh, Apparently it was Brazil. Apparently he wasn't even... uh, This was sanctioned by their new slug government. Kieran's (laughs) been murdered by the Brazilian government, guys. I don't quite know what to do with this. Even though he was like hundreds of miles away in the Pacific, I'm not quite sure what their jurisdiction was in this in this <laughs> incident. They flew over, and, 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 and even though he's under the sea, the grenades went really hard through the <laughs> sea, and, 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 and he's dead. And someone found him. Someone just happened to be in the sea, under it, in a diving expedition, looking for, 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 for a, a pirate ship. Well, Presente Compañero Morris, and I, we're going to be out here fighting for you and letting your memory live on. And when they bring your body back to Liverpool, I'll, I'll fire a pistol over it in a balaclava <laughs> uh, and then promptly run away before being arrested. And uh, yeah, man, rest in power, Kieran, man. Uh, you taught me how to be weird. <laughs> I think we're going to need to play the episode out with a song by uh, the finest beat combo ever to emerge from Liverpool. I'm talking, of course, about Jerry and the Pacemakers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Drew, yeah. who is your coppest cop? Uh, coppest cop is Oliver Cam, because yes. J- although Jane is very thick, as you guys would say. Uh, <laughs> Doesn't that mean something different in America? Yeah, in America, that means that she'd be she's very voluptuous, and I don't yeah, want to make any sort of... Because <laughs> there's, um, there's that song where Kanye West is like, I like my bitches extra thick. Couches, 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 which one should I pick? I need extra deep, I like my bitches extra thick. Every time I see the Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. making no statement about Jane's physique. I would say that <laughs> Oliver, just looking at it, his column is called The Pedant. And if, yes. you, if you have a fucking column called The Pedant, I mean, it's 100% gulag time for you. So uh, <laughs> listen, I have ancestors from the former... Soviet Union, who may very well have been subjected to Stalin's imprisonment. So it's that's my culture, guys, and I and I can make all the gulag jokes I want. And and as a democratic socialist, I'm going straight to the gulag. So <laughs> I mean, we do want to hit the engine of American imperialism where it hurts. But Drew, I was just wondering if, in the spirit of political correctness, because as you've told us, the core tenet of your existence is correctness. Um, <laughs> could you confirm to our listeners that 
your surname is actually Nutter and it's not a yeah, mental no, health me, slur. Let me be totally clear about this because I think that there are people uh, that I add on Twitter on the left, uh, on the UK left, that think it's like a really shitty handle. My surname is Nutter. I swear to God, I lived in the UK for two years and I'm moving back. And believe me, I've gotten all the fucking jokes you can come up with. <laughs> He's a fucking nut, mate. (laughs) I had a guy come up to me in a Witherspoons because I have it tattooed on me, and he was like, mate, mate, your name's not. Does that mean you'll just fight anybody right now, mate? You'll just fight. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to fucking nut me, mate. You want some. You fucking want some, you can't. Have our in Peckham in a Peckham (laughs) car. John, I'm pleased you could make it. Our third guest, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) But uh, yeah, no, that's my actual name. And I learned that it actually comes from Blackburn, as weird as that sounds. So if you want to make fun of my name, make fun of your fetid fucking aisle that produced it, okay? (laughs) Come down to Blackburn and fucking say that, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Laura, have you got any final words to say for our listeners? Follow me on Twitter. <laughs> what, what's your app? Oh, yeah. It's at this Geordie Lass. Good. Yeah. Wholesome content, I'd say. Oh, Very definitely. Good. It, it's a Christian account. It, I mean, I am a Catholic, so that is definitely <laughs> true. I really would recommend following Laura at this Geordie Lass because she's a great follow. I'm not. Don't follow me. I'm horrible. I'm yeah, really, yeah. I'm yeah, a I mean, bad Twitter account. These base, low-level Americans with mental health slurs in their <laughs> usernames. Always up in my fucking mentions. I mean, why? <laughs> so you, you would characterize Nutter as a mental health slur? Like, or when it's used, that's very interesting to me I'm, because I'm committing violence just by existing. In the- <laughs> There's only one way to solve this conundrum. Is it change my last name to Jolien like somebody else? <laughs> yeah, that as well. Yeah. That could do it, actually. Yeah, I'm not going to commit seppuku for another couple of years. I gotta- <laughs> now that we've established that Drew is, in fact, woke aside from his imperialist DSA connections. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from when me killing Rosa Luxemburg that one time. Oh, that as well. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was... Listen, yeah. Y'all- pre-woke period and mine ended shortly after rosa died after the uprising all right thanks so much for joining us laura and drew peace out thanks for having me yeah r.i.p kieran all right thanks guys see you next time oh and sorry this isn't our episode oh sorry sorry laura sorry this isn't our episode with josie long everybody but we're gonna sort that out when she gets back from holiday bye comrades laura thank you so much for coming on drew are you still there? No, nope. Drew's fucked off. <laughs> oh, already? <laughs> oh, well. He, he's, but, he's, well typing, he's typing, he's saying, should I have ended the call? Lol. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drop a little, little message for him. But yeah, Laura, thank you so much for coming. Thanks so much, amazing. Laura. Oh, thank you for having me. Awesome. And Drew Excellent. says, Excellent. I am not a police Stop officer. Charity. Night, guys. Bye. Субтитры
Yeah. 